Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast, short version. We are studying the book of Hebrews together, and this morning we are finishing up or starting to finish up these couplets of truths that the writer of Hebrews gives us in the first two verses of chapter 6. And we've looked at things like repentance from dead works and faith toward God. And we have looked at baptisms and the laying on of hands. And we've been spending the last couple episodes on the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. So we're taking each one of these couplets and breaking it up and looking at part one and part two of each couplet. In the last few episodes, we've talked a lot about the resurrection of the dead. And now we're going to start dealing with the last part of the third couplet, eternal judgment. Not a great, exciting topic for most people when it comes to topics that they can look at in the Bible, judgment. But nonetheless, it's a foundational teaching of the Messiah, as the writer of Hebrews tells us. And so we want to spend some time looking at this important topic. Now, if you've noticed in a couple of the passages, what I would call key passages that I've used to teach on the resurrection of the dead, Each of those passages make reference to judgment as linked to the resurrection. So we know already from other passages we've looked at that there's a very direct connection between something that's going to happen at the resurrection, and that is judgment. But today, I want to lay the foundation for this topic and then maybe spend one or two more episodes in kind of filling out what I believe to be the biblical understanding of the nature of judgment, what judgment looks like, what it's about, who's it for, believers, unbelievers, when it happens, and let's just try to make some sense of all this. So what I want to do today is... I want to read two passages that I've read, well, one passage I've read already in the teaching on the resurrection of the dead. I want to reread that, and that's in John chapter 5, and verses 25 through 30. Let's go ahead and read that. And then I'm going to read another passage in John 3, and then another passage in little John, 1 John, and we'll get to that in just a moment. John chapter 5, verses 25 through 30. Truly, truly, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, An hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself, and he gave him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come forth, those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life and those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will but the will of him who sent me. So let's make a couple comments out of this passage before we go any further. Verse 27, right off the bat, Jesus alludes to judgment. He says that God has given him authority to execute judgment because he's the son of man. And we're not going to spend a lot of time to talk about the son of man, but it's Jesus's connection to humanity as a man puts him in a position where he has authority because he understands man. He understands what they're walked through. He's walked through it. It puts him in a position where he has great authority 
ability to execute the judgment. But he turns right around and he says in verse 30, I don't do anything in my judgment from my own initiative. I judge based on what I hear. And his judgment is just because he does not seek his own will. So he's alluding to the fact that God the Father is a just judge. He will not do anything unrighteously. He will not do anything capriciously or unfairly. And Jesus simply listens and he hears the judgment that the Father gives him to execute. Now, he also alludes in verse 29 to judgment that comes at the resurrection. And according to Jesus, the resurrection will happen for all people. And he says, for those who did good in their life, it will be a resurrection of life. But those who did evil to a resurrection of judgment. Now, I'm not going to comment on this particular verse today. I'm going to save it for the following episode in looking at good deeds and evil deeds because it's an important part of the judgment at the resurrection. I just wanted to make those comments in regards to Jesus's words here first. Now, let's turn over to John chapter 3, just a couple of chapters before this. John chapter 3, verse 17 through 20. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. Again, close connection between judgment and deeds. We'll get into that in the next episode, but listen to the words that Jesus speaks. Jesus says clearly, I did not come into the world to judge it. I came into the world so that the world might be saved. So Jesus says clearly in verse 18, he who believes in him is not judged, but he who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So the first crucial connection between judgment and not being judged is belief in the Son of God. Those who put their faith in Christ, Jesus says, he will not be judged. And those who do not believe are judged already. So there's a very important connection between belief and judgment, unbelief and judgment. So it's the hinge point for Jesus in regards to judgment. Now we're going to look in the next episode at the nature of judgment. What judgment is Jesus talking about? Is this a general judgment? Is this some type of final judgment? There's lots of dynamics here that we have to unpack. But we first want to make this strong connection between belief 
and judgment. If those who believe are not judged and those who do not believe have been judged already, and they're judged because they love darkness. They did not want to come to the light. They did not want to believe in what Jesus was bringing to man. Instead, they loved their evil deeds. They hated the light and they did not come to the light. And let's look at one other verse in 1 John Chapter 4, I'm going to start reading there in verse 15. Not a typical verse that we would look to for judgment, but judgment is here, and I want us to look at it because I think it's an important verse to put things into context for the believer when we look at judgment. 1 John 4, 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in the world. For there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear, because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. Now that was verses 15 through 18. John makes a very important statement there. He says that we have confidence in the day of judgment. Now, that's where I want to leave us for today. And I want to encourage you as we begin to look at this topic of eternal judgment. One of the most important things for us to understand as believers is that, yes, there will be judgment. There will be a time where we, even as believers, will be subject to some type of judgment of the Lord. And we'll talk about what that looks like. But the key point to remember is that there is confidence in the day of judgment for the believer. It is not a time of fear. It's not a time of wonderment of what might happen and what's God going to do to me. No, there is great confidence because we have done the simple thing that Jesus said to do in order to escape judgment believe. So our faith gives us great confidence as we know one day we will stand before the great and righteous judge and Jesus will administer exactly what the Father says for him to administer over our lives and we do not have to fear because there is no fear in judgment for the believer. There is great confidence that whatever judgment comes to our lives, it will be done in a way that brings life. Jesus said in John 5 that we will come forth to a resurrection of life. It will not be a resurrection of death. It will not be a resurrection of sadness. It will be a great time of rejoicing as we experience the righteous judgment of God over our lives. So be encouraged today and know that in the day of judgment, we can have great confidence. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.